I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources, Eye on the Hill 2023. Live coverage from the state capitol. Coverage from the state capitol on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources. We are broadcasting live today. KSL is broadcasting throughout the day today from Utah's Capitol Hill. We're actually in the old Supreme Court chamber and uh, had uh, some great conversations in terms of how things are getting rolling as we start this 45 day sprint that is the Utah legislature. And of course, uh, one of the things that we should point out is this is a legislature that lives within its means and actually has enough to look at tax cuts and surpluses and investments for the future. And sadly, that's something that we have not seen in our nation's capital for a long, long time, which is why we are over $31 trillion in debt, which is why Janet Yellen uh, announced last week that they're going to have to start using extraordinary measures this week so that we do not hit up a, and exceed the country's debt limit. Uh, so $31 trillion in debt happens through collusion, and it happens when you don't have accountability for what gets spent. Uh, as uh, we just heard during the news break, that the president has been adamant and said that he will not negotiate with Republicans in the House or the Senate who want to have some cuts and some reforms as part of a deal to raise the debt limit. Uh, now, it's important to understand that if if you just look at it from a practical, tactical standpoint, if you have bumped up against your credit limit on your credit card and you have to call the bank to say, I know I'm not making my payments on time and I know I'm to the end of my debt limit, but I need you to raise it just a little bit more so I can spend just a little bit more. Uh, you better be ready to make a case of what you're going to change and do different in order to make those payments and eventually pay that down because you have to pay it. It doesn't go away if you raise the debt limit. You have to pay it. So the fact that the president is saying, no, we're not going to negotiate uh, and trying to create this language that we can't have that as a hostage, uh, we got to get past the rhetoric of all of this. Uh, and so I want to I want to go to two pieces real quick. Uh, first, I want to go to Chip Roy. We had Chip Roy, a Republican from Texas, uh, on the program uh, last week, and he talked about spending reform and debt ceiling. This is an important part of the conversation. Take a listen. But don't over don't overlook the commitment that we received from the speaker to move forward spending and appropriations bill that will balance in ten years that will cap spending at FY22 levels, which would pull back on the monstrous growth in spending that the Senate just passed in December, and that we would be able to then use the debt ceiling as a tool to achieve those ends. That's a big deal for the Speaker of the House to do that. 
I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. So looking at changing the way we're spending is the only way you're going to change the way that you spend. And so to just raise the debt limit without any changes, uh, to me, is a catastrophe that will just continue to happen. It's a, it's a slow-moving train wreck uh, that eventually is going to crush all of us, and it's going to hurt the poor and the most vulnerable among us the most. Uh, last week, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, spokesperson for the president, uh, laid out that they wouldn't negotiate. Uh, she said it this way. It was reported that Republicans have so-called plan to prioritize payments if Congress fails to address the debt ceiling. So I want to be very, very clear here, as I have been, as the president has been, uh, this is not a plan. It is a recipe for economic catastrophe. As President Biden has made clear, Congress must deal with the debt limit and must do so without conditions. But congressional Republicans are threatening to hold the nation's full faith and credit, a mandate of the Constitution hostage to their demands to cut Social Security, to cut Medicare, and to cut Medicaid. Brinksmanship that threatens the global economy. Okay. Um, that is not how it works. <laughs> and and I would remind everyone that no one's being held hostage. No one's getting their Social Security cut. Uh we have we have almost six months to deal with this, and we should have dealt with this a year ago. But we still have six months to deal with this. So this is not like we're going to have an Armageddon. There's always Armageddon threats going on, and I think that's wrong, and I don't care whether it's a Republican or Democrat that's saying it. Uh, the United States of America has never, never defaulted. We've never lost the full faith and credit of the United States of America. Hasn't happened, won't happen. If you hear somebody screaming and crying foul about it, uh, they're trying to score political points or posture. So the reality is we have more than enough time to have real reform take place. And I'm telling you, if we don't have real reform take place, we're going to continue to have this conversation because we'll continue to spend more than we have. And this is one simple area where if the federal government would just look at what happens here in the state of Utah on Utah's Capitol Hill, it's not rocket science. It is not that hard to say, here's what comes in, here's what goes out, and you make sure that that balances. It's really simple. It's math even I can do. But when you're dealing with $31 trillion of overspending of money that we don't have, that no one's accountable for, where you have waste, fraud, and abuse going on, and then suddenly you turn it into this Armageddon moment. Uh, we're holding people hostage. We're pushing grandma off the cliff. Uh, and both sides are guilty of this. They do it for fundraising and for political campaigns. And it's time for us to say stop to that. 
yes, we are going to have to raise the debt limit. That is true. If we don't have any reform as part of that, that is the very definition of insanity. And financial insanity will hurt the poor and the most vulnerable in this country the most. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come from Utah's Capitol Hill right here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.